Welcome to the dark forest Jackie and her pals will never bore us Shameless confessions about our obsessions Will make us laugh and smile So let's explore the dark forest And dark down for a while Hi, I'm Jackie Cation. You are about to listen to the dark forest Let's give you the info about it First of all, you know the websites dorkforest.com, thedorkforest.com, if you like a determiner, jackiecation.com, has everything. All my podcasts, including uh, videos of my stand-up, my stand-up schedule, merchandise you can purchase if you would like, and a lot more info than you possibly even need. Let's do the credits. Mike Rickberg sang and produced and composed that song at the beginning of the show. He sang with his wife, Sarah. It's very beautiful. At the end of the program, he sings his version of the Mexican hat dance. That's Mike Rickberg. Vilmos fixes JackieCation.com. He is uh, the web designer over there. And Patrick Brady fixes the audio. And in this case, there's a video intro. Very exciting. Anyway, those are the websites. If you want to support the show, you're doing it already by listening to it or watching it. And Another way is to tell your friends and family, go on iTunes, do a review. Another way is to just give me money. Yeah. You could go use the donate button. You can make it even monthly if you're okay with making things monthly. You do a PayPal monthly. There's a monthly choice on PayPal. The PayPal is a button on the Jackie Cation or the Dork Forest website, and it goes directly to me. Thank you very much. I will use it wisely or foolishly. Your call as well. Now. My email address, Jackie at JackieCation.com, is where you can contact me if you have any questions or concerns and about the Dork Forest. And I do have a Venmo account. It's Jackie-Cation, oddly enough. Another way to support the show is on DorkForest.com and JackieCation.com. There's an Amazon link. And the Amazon link just takes you to Amazon. You order like normal, and it supports the show because you came from JackieCation or DorkForest.com. Very exciting. Other than that, oh, there are, there is a band camp. You can, if you have listened to all the episodes that are free and you need more content, there are several live episodes that are at thedorkforest.bandcamp.com. And those cost me a couple of bucks, so I charge a couple of bucks. There's also a storytelling album there that you can listen to some stories that I did live. And there are 17 free episodes before the Dork Forest was pre-recorded. So the audio isn't very good, but the guests were super funny and fun and dorky. So if you want to do that, go to thedorkforest.bandcamp.com. Other than that, let's see if there are other things that I should be talking about. Possibly uh, the merch. Yeah, if you want to buy merch. The only other thing I want to talk about is the merch. You can get Dork Forest t-shirts. Uh, and you can get stand-up comedy t-shirts. You can get my albums or my DVD over at JackieCation.com slash merch. There's pins. There's a challenge coin. There's a bunch of new things happening over there. Anyway, a lot of information. I think, I don't think I've missed anything, but who cares? Let's get into the show. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. I am uh, adjacent to my garage in Van Nuys, and I'm, I'm doing the Dork Forest, and having Jenny Yang, we've, we've, we've known each other for, for decades, for times, for years, <laughs> for moments, but we've never done a podcast, so 
Welcome to the Dork Forest, Jenny Yank. Thank you for having me. I am so honored. The forest is tweet, balmy. Tweet, tweet, tweet. Oh, it's, it's balmy. You know? Yeah. Oh, I, that's right. You could. You said Should you could Should we start hear, over? <laughs> you said you could hear my AC, but let me turn yes. it off. And then uh, it's actually a swamp cooler. It just get, makes the place wet. It makes it feel like a dork forest. Yeah. It makes it feel like a dark jungle. <laughs> and uh, a little too moist. The humidity is a little brutal. So, uh, but I will say this is that um, super fun to have you here. You got the background, the comedy crossing background. I do. Uh, we're up on this virtual background on Zoom, and I thought I would, uh, you know, be on brand with the latest uh, show that I've been producing. Yeah. What I, it makes me want to choose a back, virtual background too. Why don't I pick something from like a nice Miyazaki? Oh, that's so nice. That's it. That's, here I am. I'm in <gasps> my, this moist, moist world. <laughs> a moist Miyazaki dork Weirdly forest. enough, you can still see some of the things in, in the background. Um, yeah, so I, I, put the, I put the show up uh, on YouTube so people can see exactly what we're talking about. Uh, but they're also, it's podcastable, which is what people are also doing. Very exciting. <laughs> so, um, but Jenny Yang, by the way, it's at Jenny Yang TV, J-E-N-N-Y-A-N-G, two Y's, TV on mm-hmm. Twitter and the, and the, and the, and the other thing, yep. Instagram. And then you do a show on animal, in, in the world of Animal Crossing. Yes. Called Comedy Crossing. Yep. Uh, and Animal Crossing is a Switch game. A Nintendo Switch game. Yep. And you have an island. I have an island that I did, invite people to. Did an episode with Ron Funches where he talked about his island and about yeah. checking out his island. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what it is, right? It's sort of like a dollhouse where you get to, it's like the Sims to some extent, right? You get to make it all personalized and do whatever you want, which means that you would want a comedy club. Why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't you, Jackie, have a comedy club when you can conjure up whatever type of land or room or decoration that you would like during a pandemic? You're like, I literally was like, I cannot access the real life places in Los Angeles that I love. Why not recreate them virtually on a Japanese cutesy kawaii island? Exactly. Meow, meow, meow. Do you have meow? Do you have? No, that's that's the one drawback of Animal Crossing is you do not have your own pets, but you do have um, anamorphic neighbors. Oh, (laughs) who are animals? They're not your pets. They're your neighbors. They're residents of your island. So you're basically gentrifying your island. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So, yeah. um, Anthropomorphized. You've anthropomorphized. That, that's what uh, animals. That's what they've done in that video game. Yes. And then, and then I don't like. I don't have a Nintendo Switch. I have yeah. only recently dived into our PS4. And uh, <gasps> oh, me too. Right. And uh, so the Nintendo Switch. But I'm still going to get to do Comedy Crossing. I think this will come out before before uh, August first. I think I'm doing this before show, August first. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. We. You know. I figured out a way where I want to. You know. Just have funny people on the stand-up comedy show, but you kind of need to have an, a, a Nintendo Switch in order to control your own avatar to perform. Yeah. But a loophole is we can puppeteer for other people, special people like you and Margaret Cho. Both of you are on the August 1st show. Oh, that's hilarious. And yeah. I love the fact that you're like, so like essentially the pe- to, to, go to, to go to the show for real, 
you have to have a switch and, and an Animal Crossing account and literally get in your tiny boat and yes. go to your island? No, into our little uh, p- pontoon or whatever it's called that you could fly in from oh. your island. And this is, I can only have eight people on my island. So I get six people who are guests and then I have two people who are, um, you know, or, or performers and the two people the who are... Yeah, yeah. And then two people who are like in audience laughers. And then what I do is I pipe that whole image of my game into a Zoom meeting of 500 people. And that's how everyone watches the show. Does that make sense? So like I have... And it's 500 people. It's not 300 people. No, we've had between... 150 and 500 yes people in a big a big ass zoom meeting where i can see all the people who are attending like you know if they turn on their audio and their video yeah yeah it's so fun it feels like a real room because there's the risk of someone saying something you know what i mean the risk of a heckler (laughs) i feel like that to me is what stand-up comedy is is the risk of like (laughs) trusting the audience to like not say something and just appropriately react Right. Interesting. You think that stand-up comedy is about risk. Um, <laughs> Kill Martin has the thing about fear uh, <gasps> scaring oh. the audience. Yep. Uh, I uh, am just up there yammering. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm, how am I controlling these people? No, I mean, but there it is, is risk assessment. It's, I feel like, you know, Kill Martin saying fear and me saying risk, it's two sides of the same coin. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're taking a risk by having other people in the room who can also like affect what you're doing by saying sounds or, right. you know, but the, the, the fear is you have to put the fear in them that you are in control so they don't act up. Right. That's exactly how she puts it. And then yeah. uh, what I like about Zoom is you could just mute those people. That's yes. good times. You're like, well, that didn't. Yeah, bye, and you bye. could kick them out. You were also yep. removed. Bounced. So, yeah, but my Zoom account only, it's a maximum of 300 people. <gasps> yeah, I paid for the premium so I could go beyond 500. Okay, I to have... To 1,000. Oh, that's interesting. I think I may have to switch my account because I have I have this thing where I can have 10 hosts. <gasps> Ooh. But I don't need 10 hosts. It's just no. me. Yeah. Uh, I need uh, lots and lots of people who are allowed to come. That's right. So we'll see. Yeah. I'll, uh, all I know is I, uh, I was just told that I was paying way too much money, and I was like, well, I've already paid off the credit card. So uh, It's a new and, world order. This is what we talk about as comedians now, is like what right. our room capacity on our Zoom is. <laughs> exactly. And so you have made me an avatar, and someone will puppeteer me. Yep. They will hear my jokes coming from the Zoom feed. You're going to consult with your puppeteer. Who's probably going to be Amber Preston, who's a very funny stand-up comedian. Who's great, who has done this very podcast, and yep. should do it again, I yeah. say. She's got yeah. dorkdoms. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, matter of fact, I think just on, did I just see her Instagram thing about cookbooks? <gasps> oh. No. Her, her Instagram feed today was something about Lutheran cookbooks that her sister sent her. <laughs> and uh, I am fascinated, by the way. This is what we're dorking out about, right? Food? Right. Right. Yeah, I'm, we are. Yes. I am Let's fascinated. get to it. <laughs> Great segue, Jackie. You're a pro. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that's right. We're, that's what it is. It's, it's, uh, it's cookbooks. And you had a food dorkdom. 
Yeah. You want to take back the night, essentially. You're like, I want to I wanna make all the family food that was ever fed to me, and I want to fix things. And, and I want to and I, and I wanna learn about the family food that other people, namely mostly white people, have eaten oh, that right. I did not get exposed to growing up. I, that's why it fascinates me when I hear about these, like, Lutheran church cookbooks. Usually they're from, like, the Midwest or whatever. Like, I am obsessed with with that kind of stuff. Like, right. I just want to know about it. I want to taste it. I want to think about, I want to know the an- the anthropology behind it. I want to know the sociology behind it. Like, it, was it wartime? Was there a surplus of like, <laughs> of jello and, and, and canned peaches? What was happening? What made, what made people put gelatin in everything? Why, why is, is everything a salad? J- Jackie. Oh, this is Why a is everything question. a salad? Where are you from, Jackie? I am from Wisconsin. Okay. Oh my God. Oh my God. This is your... This, you're the right person to dork out with. On you this. would think, and you may ask, but uh, uh, there are things that we never did because uh, the the best food we had was Armenian, my Armenian grandmother. But oh, I know what you true. speak of. It's like I've heard of things. People call things like an Oreo salad, where it's a bag of Oreos crushed and a tub of Cool Whip mixed together and then called a salad. Why? Don't this know. is what this is what's so confusing. So you had good Armenian food, you know, like you right. had yeah. Like there's you had salads chi- going. You had chicken on. rice. You had uh, there's there's good, good work is being done with Persian cucumbers and on and yeah. red onions. Yeah, dill maybe a little dill. Right. There's herbs. There's things. But I know what you mean about <laughs> what you call white people food because yes. Okay, so I go to college. Right. One of the Where? first people in my family to go to college. That's right. Yeah, you were. Yeah, I was. So I get there. I'm yeah. staying in a in a. It's a co-op. My brother has found me this women's co-op that's super cheap and it. And where is this? What college? Food. University of Wisconsin Madison. Oh, and oh, it, University of Wisconsin Madison. Yay! Adorable. And so we go, and I had a food like that. There was a thing that happened. <laughs> okay, so the cook. It was all hippies, right? It was the the cook was hippie, and yeah. she made this amazing bread. She made, she made fresh bread every day, Ooh. including like cinnamon bread. It was amazing. Mm. But she, you, and and there was three squares a day that you got for included with your with your with your stay. Yeah. Um, uh, small amount of chores, but you got three squares. And then if you were hungry in between, there was always these loaves of bread, peanut butter and jelly, and butter. Yeah. That you could just make peanut butter and jelly all the time. So with this homemade bread. So one day, wow. uh, someone I've just met at college makes something makes a piece of toast. Where they put butter on their toast and then uh-huh. jelly on top of that butter. Have you ever had <gasps> that? No. It's delicious. See, what that would blow fuck? my mind too. Yeah. No, that would blow my mind too. To combine jelly with butter? Yeah. And I was like, what are you, Rockefeller? You could afford to put butter and then jelly on top of it? I'm the youngest of six. You got one. You got one of those. And most times, no jelly, just fucking butter. And you know what? That is also delicious. But butter and then jelly? I recommend you try it. I've never done it. I've it's, probably it's seen decadent. it. It's decadent. It's okay. decadent. But like that's not. I feel like that's not that far away from say like a Danish with like a, a with like a like a, a fruit jam and okay. and some kind of cream. But like to me, it was it blew my mind just simply to have um, peanut butter and jelly. Oh, so I didn't have peanut butter and jelly. Were there until, sandwiches? Sandwiches until the seventh grade when Samantha Chris in middle school 
was eating it over lunch and I was like, what is that? And she laughed at my face. Yeah. People are going to laugh in your face when, <laughs> but the thing is, is yeah, cause were you raised, are your parents like, are they traditional sort of, Im- so, are they immigrants? Yeah, yeah. I'm an immigrant. I was You're, born in okay. Taiwan. And oh, I, there I you came go. to, I moved to the Los Angeles area when I was five. My parents are all we ate at home was Chinese and Taiwanese food. My mom cooked every day for me and my two older brothers. Yep. So anything that we had that wasn't in the repertoire of Asian yeah. w- was exotic to us. It was, it was, it was like, vegetables oh my God. and meat and rice. That was the yeah. foods, right? And, yeah, then, and then sometimes there- we, would, we would make buns. Like we made, but- I've made a lot of things from scratch, noodles, everything. I've, right, we, noodles we did and that. buns and, and sort of dumplings, right? Yeah, dumplings. You can make all that stuff. So that, that's that's your flat. That's yeah. essentially the hand sandwich of of Asian cuisine <laughs> is more of like a hot pocket kind of a size. A little bit, a little bit, yeah. Right. And then and then, uh, and then just rice, so much rice. So we had rice all the time. We never had potatoes. Yeah, And Me so neither. when there were mashed potatoes, I was like, this is exciting. But, uh, but so, yeah. So you had the first time you had a a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Seventh grade. Seventh grade. And I'm sure there was no sandwiches in your lunches. Like, did you take a lunch and it was like a a Tupperware with rice and. No. Yeah. I I probably brought Chinese food. Now that I think about it. Or, oh, I I ate a lot of school lunch too. And then eventually I ate like. A lot of school lunch, for sure. Yeah. I was, was like on the reduced. I got the free lunch in, in high school because we, we could, we didn't could. afford it. Right. We couldn't afford it. <laughs> right. It was, uh, I went home for lunch. Yeah. Um, most of the wow. time. And yeah, and you would you would have thought that I was raised in Wisconsin during the 30s, uh, during Appalachian, you know, like in the Appalachians. But no, I was in a factory here's my town. Shoe, here's my shoe leather stew. <laughs> Exactly. It's rock soup again. Anyway, so, but yeah, but so, so you weren't like, your mom wasn't making you a sandwich on a Saturday. No, no. I mean, the the closest thing that we ever did, because if you're in Taiwan or even Japan or Korea, like there are bakeries and then a lot of people will use bakeries out of convenience and they'll have these sort of like crustless triangle white bread uh, egg salad sandwiches or even potato salad sandwiches, which is kind of strange. But like okay. my dad would make me like a like a potato salad sandwich. OK. <laughs> With like QP dressing. <laughs> yeah. What's QP? What's QP that? dressing is like a sweeter, tangier kind Ma- of a, a mayo. OK. Of a, It's like it comes in a squeeze bottle. It has a cute little like baby character with like a little like sure tuft of hair on the top why it's, why, a, it's a japanese style uh, mayonnaise the japanese uh love a cute uh thing yeah They're, everything cute and, and and let's put a stamp on it and <laughs> uh and, and make somebody have a fun haircut yeah anyway, um so good for them but in the end it's really just mayonnaise with a little extra sugar and i mean probably you know. probably probably you know and uh, i love um yeah no because i and and but there are interesting was there stuff that you would find and then you're like Oh, I'm going to eat this forever. <gasps> oh my gosh. Um, my senior year of high school at the at the band parent booster club meeting. Yes. <laughs> we, there was a potluck and I tried this concoction that was creamy and noodley with a little bit of protein and and with little and a little bit of like texture on top and I was like, "What is this? This is delicious." Someone said, "What?" I was like, this is so good. What is this? You don't know what this is? 
That's tuna noodle casserole. Wow. Okay. All right. I was like, I was so, like, oh my god, I am obsessed. <laughs> what so, is this? Uh, let me this tell is you so good. Tuna. So there is there is a uh, there is a history of some because that is very much a 1970s, um, very sort of Western European immigrant American whitey magoo. This is, we're having, because uh, we would have these tuna casseroles. It was a tuna noodle casserole. It was hot. Did you have it cold or hot? Hot. That's it. And then, <laughs> and then my stepmother would crush uh, potato chips, like Lay's right. potato chips right on right. top. And it was horrible. You hated it? Well, my stepmother hated cooking. So there oh. were like three things she was really good at cooking. Yeah. And maybe I haven't had a good tuna noodle set, set, uh, casserole. Casserole. Okay. Because it's canned tuna fish. Yep. It's just a bag of macaroni noodles. Yep. Bring it together. She used to make a very good fake lasagna, which I really liked. Ooh. Fake lasagna is where you take uh, macaroni noodles. Yeah. And you just make them. You take lasagna noodles, just a couple of them, and you <laughs> mix like a, mar- a, a jar of marinara sauce. Yeah. Cheese, ground beef, all with the noodles, like a hamburger noodle salad. Right. A, a noodle casserole. Now and we're just you, calling everything a salad, just right. like the Midwesterners. <laughs> it's either casseroles or salads. And then yeah. on top of it, you put one sheet of uh, <gasps> lasagna. So, so it looks smart. like lasagna. That is brilliant. And it tastes like lasagna as far as I'm concerned. Oh, Because you put delicious. all the lasagna food into it, but you just mix it with normal noodles so you don't have to freaking layer str- spread, layer spread. She had no time for that. She wasn't interested in it. And in the end, if you, put, if you make it, put it in the fridge and then eat it the next day, it's solidified into lasagna squares that of you course. can cut just like lasagna. Brilliant. My ad, my ad, my ad. We're about to do an ad. Hey, Rangers, it's me, Jackie Cation, and it's an ad for BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp is online counseling, you guys. And uh, yeah, I think we all need it. I know I do. And let me tell you something. I've had counseling before. I've had therapy before, and it is always helpful. And these are actual uh, professionals. This is not uh, just a crisis line or anything like that, just so you know. And there's nothing wrong with crisis lines, but they have uh, a million people are taking charge of their mental health. And it's at betterhelp.com. And if you use slash dork, you get 10% off your first month. And here's the thing. It's BetterHelp is committed to, you know, essentially connecting therapeutic matches. So they make it easy and free to change counselors if you need to. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling. And financial aid is available, just so you know, betterhelp.com. The service is available worldwide, obviously, because it's over the internet. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available wherever you are. So they're licensed professional counselors, and they're specialized in all the things, right? Depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, trauma, anger, family conflicts, uh, LGBT matters, grief, and if you, you know, if you have trouble sleeping or self-esteem, any, all of it, right? So, and anything you share is obviously confidential. 
It's convenient. It's professional. It's affordable. They're currently recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So betterhelp.com. And if you go to slash dork and the link will be in the notes, you get 10% off your first month. The reasons for counseling are obvious, right? I mean, it interferes with sort of your normal happiness. You know, you know how happiness and sadness, it goes in waves, but things need to be addressed sometimes. And BetterHelp assesses the needs and they match you with a licensed professional therapist. So it's a safe and private online environment. You can start doing it within 24 hours. It's it's not self-help, it's professional counseling. So... But it's betterhelp.com slash dork for 10% off. It's timely, it's thoughtful, and we could all use a little help right now. Go to betterhelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash dork and get 10% off your first month. Now let's get back into the show. I mean, it sounds like the stepmother did not show her love through food. <laughs> no, no, she did not. <laughs> she showed her love through uh, other things. She would read to us and she yeah. would sing with us. Oh, and, that's so cute. And then she fed, clothed, and insisted we did our homework. So it was structure that she uh, w- that she g- gave to us. And yeah. uh, quite honestly, Rangers of the Dork Forest, uh, I'm going to melt if I don't turn uh, the fan <laughs> on. So deal with it, folks. Deal with it. Yes, the, the the lovely hum of a, a of some a, sort of air a cool down Jackie. Yeah, let's do it. So okay, so the a tuna. Have you ever tried to make a tuna salad? A tuna noodle casserole. You yeah, are tuna, saying everything's a salad now. It is. It's fine. I got is. it in. I got it inside your head. You know what it means? It means you're an empathetic human being. Because <laughs> I take want... on the language of others. <laughs> That's what that means. <laughs> Thank you, Jenny Yang. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Tuna, tuna casserole. casserole. I made that. I made that um, during grad school when I fi- had my first apartment. Okay. And uh, it was delicious. Because you, you can eat on it for a week. Yeah, cream of mushroom soup. Oh my right? god! Condensed cream of mushroom soup. Yep. Whatever noodles I could find. Tuna t- cans of tuna. Yeah. Um, you know, saltine crackers or potato chips. I forgot what I used on top. Right. Maybe paprika was involved. I don't know, Jackie. You could jazz it up. Put some paprika on it. Who knows? And, uh, you're you're not made of stone. You you can <laughs> you can make a culinary. I don't know why I've. Decided I can make to culinary choices. Yeah, I don't know why I've decided to pull this closer. I could be um, more adventurous. You could. Have you ever had? Uh, now I'm going to say it right. A tuna salad. Yes. You, so this is this is tuna. the thing. Cold yeah. tuna. This is a thing that blew my mind. It was in college during our uh, in our dining hall, right. where they would have bagel bar, where they would have round bagels and long bagels, and they would have all the assortments. Long of bagels. Cold where did you go to college? Um, Swarthmore College on the East Coast, outside of Philadelphia. Okay. And it's like just a, a like a it's like a bagel breadstick. It was delicious. And so they had the best egg salad. I was like, what is egg salad? This right. is amazing. <laughs> the best right. egg salad, the um, tuna salad, mm-hmm. and chicken salad. Oh, my God. I looked forward to bagel ba- bar. Because <laughs> I didn't really eat bagels growing up. Actually, there weren't a lot of Jewish people around my high school. It was like mostly Asian, Pacific Islander, Latino, and, and- um, black. Okay, so... I did not have a bagel until I went to college. <gasps> I remember Nancy Cation, my aforementioned stepmother, having a bagel once and me saying, what is that? And she's saying, you wouldn't like it. In other what? words, 
Since he did not wish to share the Why bagel. Why would you not like delicious <laughs> a, doughy bread? A bread. You wouldn't like this bread. Uh, go eat the bread, the, 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 the stuff your grandma made. My grandmother would make that? this You very... wouldn't like a bagel. Who says you wouldn't like a bagel? Someone who doesn't want to share their bagel is who says that. And she's not wrong. She is correct. And so, <laughs> oh my God, that is so cute. You're the youngest of six. That's so cute. It is cute. And then, so uh, I had a bagel and it was amazing. And bagels, but <gasps> I had never had. And then, and then I was introduced to a bialy. Have you ever oh, had a bialy? I don't know if I've had a bialy. A squished looks, bagel? Yeah, it looks, yeah. Fam- it looks similar. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, there's all kinds of food that you're like, People, people would have, and you're like, I didn't grow, and, and, and it's weird when people judge that you haven't had a thing. Yeah, I know. It's like, sorry. Sorry I didn't grow up exactly like you. Right, right. Venison? Have you, did you ever have venison growing up? No. Is this yeah. a Wisconsin thing? Well, guys would go hunting. They would right. bring back a whole fucking deer, and their wives would be like, we're not eating deer for a year. It's an it's a 800-pound animal that you've slaughtered. Right. And so we would get like a, um, like a five pound roast of venison. This is when I was very little. When my father, uh, when, when my stepmother came back in, she would always say, no, we don't yeah. want that. That's great. And uh, so <laughs> we never got venison. But, um, but you did. So you had a chance to eat it, but you didn't. We, I did when I was little. There, was, there, oh, there would okay. be yeah, venison yeah. when I was a kid from the neighbors. And yeah. we didn't eat a lot of fish either. Oh, see, that's the opposite. I ate a lot of fish and seafood. Can you prepare fish and seafood pretty well now? Yeah. Yeah? I've, I've learned to basically make everything I like at this point. Okay. What is your favorite way to prepare fish in the home? In the home, there's a couple of ways. If you buy a whole raw fish that's already scaled and everything, okay. there's a very simple preparation where you steam it and then you kind of give it a final little jazz, jazzy sauce of, <laughs> of oh, ginger. Sauce. Of ginger and soy sauce and rice wine and rice wine Um, and like a little cilantro on top. But steaming it is really convenient. Or if you buy the sort of pre-salted mackerel, which you can buy frozen at a lot of like Asian grocery stores. Mm -hmm. That's so convenient because it's like really good oily fish. All you do is pop it on the pan and you fry it up. It's kind of thin. You know what I mean? It's very fast. Um, I've also done a en papillote. Which is, you know, steaming, steaming a fish inside of a parchment paper pouch that you kind of crimp okay. up. Yeah, with like, you know, a little lemon situation or garlic and... Anything, right? You anything, can, you, yeah. A little you, sauce. Jazz it up with, with either some sauce or some herbs or both. The thing is, fish is the fast food of nature. <laughs> because it, it cooks, cooks so fast? Or? It cooks so fast. Because uh, I... Well, so we were in... Vietnam. Yeah. That's right. I'm dropping. It. <gasps> Ooh, okay. Yeah, Hanoi, where I the food was amazing. It is amazing. Oh my god! I yes. recommend it. It what is. What did you like? Uh, there was there is a fish that is uh, that a fish dish called chaka. Uh huh. And it is fish in cubes, and yep. I don't know what kind of fish it is offhand. You Deep know fried. Have, um, pan fried. Pan fried. A shit ton of dill. Ugh. And it is Yum. so delicious. <gasps> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you this. Sorry to interrupt your reminiscing on That's the dill, dill fish. One of my favorite fishes that I've had ever yeah. is a whole fried fish at this um, 
is it Thai? I don't know if it's Thai. It's Laotian. Laotian okay. restaurant in New York. It's kind of fancy. It's kind of expensive. But right. You get this whole fry fish and it's drizzled with this sort of fish sauce and other things and accoutrements. Sure. We're going French when we talk about food. <laughs> and uh, you break we off must. pieces. Mm-hmm. You break off pieces. You put it in like a lettuce wrap with like more little like pickled things. And sure. it is mwah. Mwah. It's one of my favorite fish experiences. Do you know what kind of fish it was? I don't know. Like a white fish. That is like that yeah, is like, like just like a white fleshy fish. Yeah, that's what they yeah. say. Well, it's just a white fish. Don't worry about it. And uh, <laughs> you're like, uh, but what if I wish to recreate this? And um, yeah, uh, Andy and I last fall were yep. in before before the world shut down. Yep, France. Oh, what were you doing there? Uh, we had saved up and uh, for our anniversary, uh, <gasps> oh. our 10-year anniversary three years ago. Uh, so it took us three years to get there. Yeah. Uh, but we went and we spent a week in uh, sort of Lyon and in the middle of France and then a week in Paris. Oh, my God, Jackie. It was, it was amazing. The last three years of travel have actually been kind of extraordinary. And I feel very, very lucky, of course. Um, but we had some of the greatest meals just yeah. some amazing work is being done with lamb. Ugh. Is there lamb in your childhood? There was a lot of lamb in my childhood. Not as much lamb in my childhood. It, it was something that my dad really liked. So, But my mom doesn't like gamey meats. She tends to not like beef even. So like Red meat she, is not her jam, I bet. Because her palate is very sensitive. She's a very good cook because of that palate. Also, it's she comes from a farming background, the family. You know, when it's like an agrarian culture, yeah. you, you, you tend not to want to eat the beef because it works for you. Oh. You know what I mean? It does a lot of work. That's yeah. interesting. And she was raised um, in Taiwan? Like in Taiwan, multiple generations. Several like generations farming. just coming mm-hmm. up in, 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 in farms in Taiwan. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. three years ago, I was in Hong Kong. Oh, yeah. I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. Which I did she- not know was quite so, like, almost immediately rural. Yeah, after like, outside of the city. Yeah, yeah, it's like Blade Runner and then farmland. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 um it is the height of postmodern surrealism. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty. It's 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 its own movie right there. Things no, are totally. happening. You feel yeah. like, and um, and uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. All of a sudden, I'm just taking you on a tour of places that I've been. You've traveled to. No, I love it because it gives me a sense of sort of where, what, what kind of foods you've been exposed to. Right. So we went to Iceland <gasps> also three years ago. Oh, my God. Did you have fermented fish? We didn't. And get this. Fermented fish is the famous thing that is on all the Travel Channel stuff that we've only noticed now. Because <laughs> I kept saying, what should we eat here in Iceland? What would be the right. good thing to have? What, is there anything traditional? And literally, of the three to five people I asked, that we spent a little over a week there, um, they said, oh, uh, meat soup. Meat soup. Meat soup. Why meat not? Soup. It's not the most appetizing American way to describe something. Right. So let me, let me tell you what meat soup is. You know what we call it here in America? What? Soup. It's just fucking soup. It's whatever meat happens to be there. We had some that was like a lamb soup. We had a beef soup and we had a chicken soup. They meat were soup. soup. Listen, maybe it's because they have a lot of soups. Their default soup is a non-meat soup. 
we're, we're a different culture, Jackie. We are. I wonder if I missed a non-meat fucking soup. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. why would you modify soup if it always had it? That's why you would say meat soup. You would specify meat soup. And therefore, soup is a non-meat soup. Right. What See? the fuck? I'm a multicultural person. I translate a lot. It's very beautiful. This is nice. <laughs> I think what this means, of course, is empathy. Um, so I am a very empathetic person as well. That's nice. It's a, it's, it's a learn skill, I have found. <laughs> Some people are born to it. I myself uh, have to remind myself, oh, that's right, other people. You might want to look into it. Uh, so Well, we're both the youngest. So maybe... Do we have to grow empathy or do we just want all the attention? Uh, right. I think that we get all the attention, whether it's negative or positive, is a crapshoot in every family, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, and then um, but you do, are you a bit of a hub? Like, are you the person that everybody kind of comes to in the family to find out how the rest of the family's doing? No. You got a middle, you got a middle sibling doing that? Yes, I would say so. Because he's living with my parents. Oh, that does help. Yeah. So, you know, but in the I last, do, yeah. No, but but you know, but I do. I have been asked to mediate certain issues. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. So, what would you recommend? Like, what are your favorite? Um, like, I don't know. What would your favorite white people food? Oh man, just like. I would definitely say any kind of hot dish or casserole is up there. Usually yeah. it involves a, a condensed cream of mushroom soup as a sauce <laughs> to bind everything together. <laughs> like a Man. hot dish. So, so I have a friend who's from Minnesota who introduced me to a tater tot hot dish. Oh, and I was yeah. like, what, what is a tater tot hot dish? Why is it called a hot dish? And they're like, it's just what we call the casserole. I'm like, okay, great. So she made it and it was this beautiful f- flower of packed in tater tots that okay. was beautifully laid out layers Layered of that frozen che- tater tots frozen tater tots Mu- cream of mushroom soup cheese yeah and then if you want ground meat or bacon or whatever wow um, i forgot what the meat was but it was intense uh, it was intense and then another layer of cheese and then you cut into it and then it just it just wraps your esophagus like, right, right. <laughs> with There's, like a warm cholesterol hug. Yeah, you got a you got an opportunity to head out in a, on a winter's day, and you've you're really you got a lot of energy from all them carbs and all that all that intense shoveling snow out of mm-hmm. your driveway. You need a tater tot hot dish. Tater tot hot dish. Nancy Cation uh, could make like she came from a Polish Italian upbringing, so she oh, could okay. make. She could make a cannoli. That wasn't a cannoli. It was a. a it was. A, it was. It was a pasta thing with um, ricotta cheese in it. Manicotti. Yeah, she made a manicotti. Manicotti. Yeah, yeah she made a manicotti that oh, was. Oh, I love Italian. I love like it, Italians are white and and black. You know, there's a variety. Right. Uh, but right, I it would goes say the whole gamut of the yeah, of the peninsula. American. <laughs> I would say like American whitened groups like irish and um italian polish i love i love a white ethnic yeah i love a white ethnic food like i love like irish cabbage and uh you know uh oh right right an americanized um, sort of corned beef and yeah corned beef and cabbage cabbage kind of that when i ate that i was like that's why i was like i'm obsessed with like like white regional accents and white regional foods that's like to (laughs) me is so exotic i would i should just travel in america right what, 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 yeah. what, uh, 
What are the different, are, are, you, are you looking at something from Oregon, which by the way is not Oregon, it's Oregon? Have you done Pacific Northwest Whitey Magoos? Um, because that Midwestern so. Fargo thing, that's, that's been lauded yeah. and, and yeah. lived up to. Yeah, I feel like my exposure has been a lot of like Midwest, uh, Midwest food. Mm-hmm. I think my Northwest exposure has been less, has been more like fancy modern food. Mm-hmm. Um, though I do have to say though, the one thing that I did learn about about food from the from the Pacific Northwest was, um, you know, as one does if you tour as a comedian, sometimes I'll like stay for a week or two weeks. You know what I mean? Right, doing one nighters and yeah, ro- or whatever. The- yeah. Yeah. So so I did uh, I stayed in Portland for a week and a half at this Airbnb at this little cottage and she was a very nice middle-aged white lady with short hair kind of she looked like a librarian mm-hmm. very nurturing she uh she was one of the good hosts where like at your Airbnb she essentially provides breakfast every day with like a loaf of fresh bread Whoa. and she the key and jam and coffee but the key here Oh, and eggs. The key here is she every day had out on the counter a room temperature brick of Kelly butter. Oh, that Irish uh, butter? Kelly's gold Irish butter or whatever. Yeah, yeah. On the countertop. Jackie, how did I, how did I not know you can do this? How, how did I not know that the I butter could live had- this way? What was what? What are you having like hard refrigerator butter? Yes, prior to or this? you have to like microwave it for some reason or warm oh, it up. Interesting. Interesting. I I never lived. <laughs> I never lived this way, Jackie. And I I felt so deprived. Literally for the next year, I just had a brick of the Kelly's whatever <laughs> Kelly Gold Irish butter on my countertop. In, in, in because of this, in all in all, I'll have to say that in that in that. Um, Oh my God, Cation, you're driving yourself nuts. In what? that Iceland trip, we also went to Ireland. And, uh, <gasps> okay. Yeah. yeah. And so. What did you have there that you liked? Well, I had uh, an Irish breakfast tea, which oh. uh, is like a, uh, an English breakfast tea, but I think has a little more rage. Um, <laughs> so it's just a little angrier. And. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, I should have saw that coming. You should have seen that coming. I leaned in on that too. I was like, oh, yeah. Like, How does it taste? How does and it then taste I re- like, Jackie? How does it taste like? <laughs> <laughs> and, but I, so I have since returning, I have been drinking an Irish breakfast tea until uh, I, they didn't have it in pandemic, so I had to order uh, an English breakfast tea. It tastes almost exactly the same. This Turns is out, what I've learned. Yeah, they don't, uh, they, they don't grow tea. They don't grow tea, <laughs> turns out, in the British Isles. It's all being happened in India anyway, yeah. in South America, in Africa. Yeah. It's yeah. in that sort of, yeah. Equatorial uh, area. Yeah, that lateral yeah. move right there. <laughs> so, uh, but do, Why are you calling it Irish? It's just, just, it's like Trader Joe's brand. You're just giving it a label. Yeah, You're, yeah, it's not even, it's the same thing. But what I learned was that you could make a whole pot of tea. Yeah. You pour your one cup. This is what I did not know. Get yourself what they call a tea cozy. It's a quilt for your teapot. Quilt for the teapot, over the teapot, keeps it warm. You wouldn't think it would. It's just a blanket that you've wrapped around a a ceramic pot, and yet it keeps it warm, and then you can have another cup and a half with your teapot of of tea, with your tea cozy. See, that's that's amazing to me that that blew your mind, because I could tell you about tea culture just from growing up. Right. You have a, a Chinese tea culture. I do. 
And what is that? How is that? Is there tea cozies or is it all being done over an open, is it being reheated over an open flame? You get, you just get fresh hot water. You just, you just refill. It's all about refilling your, refreshing your leaves with fresh hot water. And the leaves are in the cup? It's, the leaves are either in the cup or in the, um, The, in the, the pot. Yeah. But usually not the it, pot that's boiling the water. There's a pot that's no. boiling the water no, and no, then no, you no, refill no, no, no. the pot that has exactly. the leaves in it. Because usually, depending on if it's black tea, you know, green tea or white tea, it's uh, different temperatures that are appropriate for drying out the best flavor. Interesting. What, what, uh, what are those temperatures? What, which one is the coolest or the longest steeping? I feel like what it's, is you it? know, 212 is boiling. So right. I feel like 200, 190, 175, 160. There, I feel like it's, I, I forgot what is what, but okay. 100%, those are the sort of, and in high school, I also did study abroad in Japan. So I kind of got exposed to some, some tea culture there. I did the tea ceremony with matcha. It's very bitter. And then you, you chase it with a little like sweet. Yeah. Uh, good. As long as there's a chaser, I'm a huge <laughs> fan of a chaser. <laughs> no, but that's why it's like I love, I love, I love like food culture and like why people do the food that they do and how they cook it and how they consume it. Um, you know, I feel like that's just who I am because like I came here as an immigrant and literally, I, it, it just I had to immediately be good at like understanding the way people are different and their different cultures. Right, you know and what children I mean? are so notoriously kind. Uh, so, uh, to other children who don't, oh. who haven't had their exact same experience. Do you know where you I know learned that? that? Well, here's how I learned that was when I did childcare. I, for like 10 years, I did childcare. I did, did a lot of babysitting and stuff when I, when I moved to Los Angeles. When you first started? Um, well, no, from, I would say 97 to 2005, 2003. Wow. Yeah. So maybe six years and I did different childcare. And one of the things I learned was that, um, the kids want, let's say for example, the kids would like pancakes uh-huh. and you're like, okay, yeah. uh, here's, here's a box of Bisquick. Yeah. I'm going to make you pancakes out of here. And so I make the pancakes and they're like, uh, you're making them wrong. My mom always makes them shaped like uh, Disney. Oh, like, no. Up, uh, Mickey Mouse. Uh, Mickey Mouse. And so I'm like, well, here's a couple of ears. And they're like, you're doing it wrong. And so <gasps> there was a lot of, you don't know how to make whatever. And um, these little shits. Plenty of little shits. There was a, when I, when I was uh, one of the first, there was some kid in more, this is like early, I did childcare a lot. And so <laughs> I would be like, the kid wanted a milkshake. I didn't even know what a milkshake was. Uh, we would occasionally go get frozen custard when I was a kid, and we had ice cream. Ugh, yes, so I, I want to like, eat frozen custard from Wisconsin. Oh, yeah, you do. I've heard and about this. So you want to take... So what I did was I took some ice cream, and I put it in a cup, and I didn't know what it was, and then I poured some milk over it, and I gave the kid a spoon, and I was like, there Stir you go, it. milkshake. And they're like, this isn't right. And I was like, do you not want it? And they're like, no, of course I want it. And <laughs> because it's ice cream. <laughs> Who doesn't want ice cream? <laughs> I, I, I won't mind this runny ice cream, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just you just stir it up a little bit, and what you have there is thick ice cream milk. Yeah. That's all a milkshake really is. It just yeah. should be thicker or more uniform or some damn thing. I think that was the other thing that I that my mind was blown by is, you know, in college where, like, you're finally around other kids and sort of in living situations, and it was the dining hall, man. You know, there's all these, like, dining hall hacks, and one of them was learning how to make a milkshake, and it blew my mind for some reason. I had ordered, like, a milkshakes from Jack in the Box from, from in high school okay. or middle school, but I never knew 
oh, milkshake is just adding milk to ice cream. Let's just do that. <laughs> yeah. And then did did your did your milkshake thing have? I remember the first sort of buffet that I went to that had a soft serve, where oh, you could yeah. just have your own. Yes. Like, what the? This is a this is a this is an amazing world. Are we just old? Or are we immigrant? Or what is this? Why are we so? impressed by by amazing well the thing is if you think about it i mean it's almost like the first time i was given like all the booze i wanted to drink i I just i think i might just have a problem with excess where i'm like oh what some people like i i there was i ran into somebody i worked at a hot dog stand uh right at the end of college for three summers and the first summer i met this cup they were the first people i met that were fabulously wealthy yeah. Like their parents had been fabulously wealthy and their Ooh. grandparents had been fabulously wealthy. Yeah. And so I met these people and we were, we were partying and it was whatever. We, were, we all worked at the hot dog stand and, and they were like, well, what are you going to do this fall after the summer and all these things? And I was like, well, I got accepted to this acting college in New York City. Yeah. But um, they, they, um, I don't have enough money. They need all of the money for the semester up front. They need $6,000. Uh, for this, for the first three months, and uh, this one, who, uh, I think it was the Ocean Spray kid, like the <gasps> kid whose dad owned Ocean Spray. She goes, "Wait, you're not gonna do something because of money?" <laughs> and it was like, "Yes, it's a, it's a common, it's a, it occurs in nature." I've been working ninety-hour weeks at this hot dog stand so that I could fucking go what sit. What the fuck? In a youth hostel in 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 London for three months, um, so yeah, I was like, "Well, do you have six thousand dollars that I, I would promise to give it back?" I literally said that to her because I was drunk, and she was like, "Oh," and then she disappeared, and yeah. we never talked of it again. But oh I was like, "Oh my god!" But it was like it's it's. I mean, the thing is, is there's there's a certain level of money that's so weird. Mm-hmm. Like I have it now. Like if somebody right. needed twenty bucks, yeah, easy. I can give you 20 bucks. It's not, I will never miss it. Yep. It is, doesn't have anything to do with me. You need 20 bucks. Yeah. Right? Jesus. Anyway, <laughs> that's what six grand was to this woman is what I'm saying. Totally. Oh, my goodness. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I mean, since you're from Wisconsin, I mean, I'm also fascinated with the Where Wisconsin. Where did you grow like up the Midwest. Here? I, yeah, I grew up in Southern California. Okay. So, you know, I, I'm also fascinated by Midwest drinking culture. Ah, are you a drinker? I used to be. I was very good at it until I yeah. wasn't very good at it at all, and then I had to wrap it up. You had to wrap uh, it up. So are yeah. you sober now? I am sober now. I do not. Yeah. I do not partake because it's a terrible idea. I tend to work heavy machinery, and then the police get involved. <laughs> Two DUIs, Yang. Two DUIs. Oh, Jackie, I didn't know this. Oh, it's hard to. It's hard to. Well, it's Oof. not like I'm super proud. Who am I telling? The eleven thousand right. people that listen to the Dork Forest and the Rangers know. Rangers know. Right. So, um, but I will say that that the drinking culture. I don't, do, were you raised with alcohol at all, or no, not at all, not in the house really, and because all of my friends were very goody goody evangelical Christians, ah. like they, I we, I literally did not drink until college, and that wasn't until later in college too. I didn't even partake freshman right. year. Right, I tr- um, my 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 mother uh, passed away for, in a drunk driving accident. Oh no! And uh, we, yeah, it's okay. 
It's so I, sorry. You see my published works. And yes. uh, so it's fine. And so the, uh, and then my stepmother came into our lives and they, yeah. they, my dad and my stepmother didn't really drink. Yeah. And later my stepmother used to drink more. My father uh, can drive women to drink is what I'm saying. And uh, <laughs> when I was a tiny child, my, my mother, my Irish Catholic mother yeah. was a caricature of an Irish Catholic single mom with six children. Oh. It was a lot of drinking. And we, um, and so I had sips of, of, of a lot of, you know, where you bring your kid to the bar. This is a right. very Wisconsin experience. Yes, I've heard. Where, yeah, where you're like, well, that's my four-year-old. She's on the bar stool. I'm going to go play pool. Get her a kitty cocktail. Give her as many maraschino cherries as she wants. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to go try to get laid. And uh, so... That was that was my early childhood with the drinking. Ooh. And then when I was like nine, um, I remember the first time I got drunk was yeah. when I was nine. Oh, my God. And it was because my stepmother's sister, they we went to their Christmas party every year. And uh-huh. she made this weird frozen brandy punch that they didn't watch. And so all the kids were hammered. Oh, and my God. I believe. And we were all like, here They're we like, go. They're like, ooh, slushy. It was a slushy. It had plenty of, plenty of, it had a, a boat ton of brandy in it, but it also had a boat ton of sugar in it. Right. And they were big time Whitey Magoo kind of food stuffs. There was a uh-huh. lot of rolls and bread yeah. and. Yeah. Yeah. Canapes and stuff. Yeah. Kind of. And she loved to cook them and she loved to bake. Wow. You know, sort of the, the bakery goods and stuff. But, uh. Yeah, that's not really my upbringing, even though if I think if I stayed in Taiwan, mm-hmm. there's a, definitely more of a sort of a lax drinking culture there. Like, right. you know, when I would visit Taiwan in the summers, my uncle, who's like a smoker, drinker, taxi driver, mm-hmm. he would be like, I would be nine years old and he'd be like, here, here's some money. Go down two blocks to the right, to the left, to the right, to the left. I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then go to them and then ask them for a pack of cigarettes and a six pack. Right. So beer. you had to go pick up cigarettes and beers for your uncle. Exactly. And I'm nine years old. And he's like, yeah, keep the change. You know, get yourself a soy milk on the way. Yeah. Okay, great. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I hope Pad. I don't get lost. I hope I don't get murdered. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's yeah. The uh, the we were a lot. It was a lot looser back in the in in, yes. in in those kinds of. I mean, my mother used to send me for cigarettes a lot when I was like yeah. five and six years old. She's like. Oh my God, I have a hangover. Go get cigarettes for me. Go get, Ugh, go yep. get beer for me. And so it was, it was that. But I'll tell you, it, as late as 98, I was uh-huh. in Tulsa on the 4th of July with, uh, with another comic. And I was headlining. And the comedy club owner had us over to his house for the 4th of July. Yep. And the neighbor kid was there. And he was in charge of lighting the city fireworks. And what? he was probably 10 or 11 years old. So he had what? this, yeah. So he had this uh, this lighter, and he was going around. And my the woman, we were co-headlining, or she should have. We could both headline, but she was okay with featuring for me. Darlene yeah. Westcore, she won the funniest mom in America contest on on uh, on Nick at Mom Nick at Night Mom. Ooh. Anyway, Darlene Westcore, very funny Minneapolis comic. Anyway, so this kid comes over and he's like, "Can I light your cigarette?" And she's like, "No, that's weird. Go get me a beer." And uh, so he was like, a lot <laughs> and he went and got her a beer. So um, we just, just don't live like that anymore. We just don't live like that anymore. But I know that people still are, 
you know? Well, in Taiwan, they still do this, yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. And, and I know, you know, uh, I worked at a, a Chinese restaurant for um, a summer in 1988. Ooh, no and, way. Yeah, and before in that, I in, in Minneapolis. Oh, wow. It was like in 1980, the summer of 87, I think it was, or the summer of 88. Uh, my brother got me the job in Minneapolis. I went to live with him in Minneapolis. And he was, I, he was like, hey, let's go to lunch. And I was like, okay. And he said, we're going for Chinese. And I said, I don't like Chinese. This is 1980, 86, 87. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, uh, that's because you've never had Chinese. You've had Wisconsin <laughs> Chinese. Yeah. And I got two words to say for you. Chocolate pudding. That's what you think Chinese food is. Ooh. So in Wisconsin, Chinese buffets always have chocolate pudding on them. Interesting. And uh, That so makes no it, sense to me, but I guess it makes sense to... Wisconsin Chinese Wisconsin. people. Yeah, yeah. That's what they're like. We need to sell some food here. Uh, these people seem <laughs> to like pudding. We're going to put it on the buffet. And... <laughs> So get a box of that powder, <laughs> right? Just start water. I don't know how it's made. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll get someone to translate it. And so, but it was, so we went to an amazing Chinese restaurant yeah. in, uh, by the university of Minnesota, the yep. Gophers, uh, in, in stadium village. And I was like, this is amazing. He said, you know, there's a help wanted sign in the kitchen, in the window. Yeah. And so I went up to them and I said, you're hiring? What for? And they said, we need someone to work the register and bus tables. And I was like, I need a job. And they said, when can you start? And I said, when do you need me? They said, five o'clock. That's great. So two hours later, I was working at the Village Walk in Stadium Village in (gasps) Minneapolis. Have you done so many different jobs? Yeah, A lot of jobs. But having, for the first time ever, authentic, beautiful, amazing Chinese food. Do you have a memory of what exactly it was that you ate? Well, the, the what I still love to this day, which is a roast duck wonton noodle. <gasps> the roast oh, duck my wonton bad. roast duck wonton noodle. That's legit. That's, That's something. Oh, it's legit. And it yeah. was all. And Mr. Mui was the guy uh, who Aww. made the uh, made the. I remember there was a guy named uh, what's his first name? I think is. His Americanized first name was like Nick or something. And yeah. he was one of the waiters. And he was Vietnamese and he was gay. Mm. And he was the most self-deprecating guy because he was like, I'm Vietnamese. They hate me. I'm, I know I'm the worst. I know it. And you're like, stop saying that. <laughs> I anyway, mean, there is a hierarchy. It's, it's really messed up. It's really messed up. But it's, it's, uh, it's a human experience. And some of it's <laughs> fucked up. Anyway, but uh, I was eating egg rolls one day. And he said, I can't believe you're eating those egg rolls. And I said... Why? What's wrong? And he said, you know, Mr. Mui rolls them with his feet. Ew. And no. I said, shut up. Stop. He said, no, no you don't believe me? Fine. One day you're going to walk into the kitchen no. and there's going to be a newspaper on the floor and Mr. Mui's going to have his sock off and he's going to be uh, squishing. Gross. No. Yeah. And so one day it happened. And I haven't had an egg roll since, quite honestly. Uh, and Jackie. He, Mr. Mui's the only guy doing it. But... It was, it wasn't good. Here's the other thing. Mr. Louie's giving us all a bad name on this. Right. By the end, and the other thing with the other chef, I forget, uh, the food was so good. And I was like, I was like, can you make me, can, to the other chef, I said, can you teach me how to make something real simple that I can make anywhere? And he goes, like what? And I said, I don't know, fried rice? Yeah. And he goes, sure. And uh, the other chef, and he's like, so you put some oil in the wok and then uh, you... Put some spices in the wok. And I said, well, what are the spices? He's like, that's a little salt. It's a little MSG. It's a little, these pepper. other things. In it, uh, pepper and other, and I, a little sugar. And I was like, wait, there's MSG. It's all in the mix? And he goes, yeah. He said, well, what about the, because I work the front. And I was like, what about the people who ask for no MSG? And he goes, I put in less. <laughs> and I was like, 
do people said that they it kills them? And he goes, has anyone died? No. And I'm like, oh my god! All right, yeah. Like my grandmother used to use MSG all the time. Really? Yeah. In what? In Armenian food. So amazing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a whole it's a whole debunked myth about how MSG affects people. People swear that like you know. Some people are allergic to all them. kinds of things. Um, Who knows? And, and if you don't want it in your food, I'm not here to tell you you can't. You have to have it in your food. <laughs> for sure. For sure. I, I will certainly ask. Hey. Yeah. They said they don't want. I don't like. Uh, yeah. I don't know. MSG. Some people hate cilantro. I know. So. Wait. So so you know how to make fried rice? Well, I can make it now, but he didn't teach me how. <laughs> that wasn't. That wasn't. I was taken away from the by the whole MSG thing. It blew my mind. So Have how you, do you make it, fried rice? I just oh. use. I cook rice and then I fry it with a little bit of an egg and some some herbs and some vegetable vegetables yeah. and chopped up Whatever. chicken. I mean, it's just a leftover kind of solution, yeah. right? So um, it's you know, a leftover rice you take- solution, right? Usually you want to take um, day-old rice because that's what stir fries better. Otherwise, it's like mushier, right? When you like okay. get oh, fresh rice. Oh, made it fresh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so it's all about a nice, a lot of, a lot of uh, scrambled eggs. And, you know, I, have, I grew up doing different variations. It's like what we would cook for ourselves as kids, you know what I mean? If like for some reason we were hungry before dinner right after right. school so yeah after school after school snack we would, we would make our own fried rice yeah you just lots of oil you know stir fry the the egg then you take it out and then you throw in the rice with some more oil and you season it maybe with it was a lot of peas frozen peas right and then um i used to just put a lot of like white pepper on it Oh, nice. With some uh, soy sauce. You gotta add some soy sauce, a little coloring on that. Right. And then when I got older, a little spice. And then in high, sc- in, in high school or middle school, um, my friend Chrissy, she was half Filipina and she made her fried rice with ketchup. Oh, yeah. Which blew my mind and it was very good. And I very started to good. do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you ever been to Jalalabees or whatever? Jalalabees. Yeah. Jalalabees. Yeah. Jalalabees. Filipino. Fast food chicken place. Yes. And you can get a big thing of Filipino rice for like a nickel. Yeah. Garlic rice. Yeah. It's the thing is, is so I, my, my insurance is with Kaiser Permanente and uh, almost all of the nurses are Filipino. And so one day I went in for a checkup and I'm like, I bet you there's really good Filipino rest, uh, restaurants around here. Yeah. And I haven't found the perfect one yet, but I found, I found the, the, the chain I had never heard of, Jollibee's. Yes, Jollibee's. And I yeah. found um, a sort of a dinery kind of place. Yes, it was okay. Well, it's, um, it's called a point point. A tu- uh, I think they call it tuto tuto or something. It's called a point point where you point to different things that they have in the yes. hot. Yes. Oh, hot it plate. was. It was exactly that. They call it a yeah. point point because they are correct. Yeah. There was a you lot point. of pointing. You're like, oh, I want this. <laughs> I want that. I want that. And then they scoop it out for you. Yeah, they scoop it out and they put it in the thing and they'd say, yeah, live it enjoy. up. I'm going to need $11. And uh, you're like, fantastic. This oh, is amazing. Oh, that's awesome. I like that, you're, I like that you like to try new foods. Right. Well, and Andy likes to try new foods, and he has a saying. It's fear no food. Fear oh, no food. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I like Filipino food, too. By the way, we are talking with Jenny Yang. It's at <gasps> Jenny Yang TV, by the way. And Comedy Crossing is in. If you, if you play Animal Crossing, look for Jenny Yang TV. Look for Jenny's uh, Comedy Crossing show and see maybe. And I think there's an event, Bright. Like, you can just yeah. get a regular ticket, right? And by the way, I think I need people to know you don't have to play Animal Crossing in order to watch the stand-up comedy show. Right. You can All just you have watch to do, it. 
have yes, a computer, all you have to do, right? You, all you need is Zoom software that's updated and then you sign in. That's the thing that keeps some people from doing it because you have to sign in with your account because it's a security thing for me. You know what oh, I mean? I don't want do you like do a, registration. No, I, I don't do you registration. I just you, you just make people sign in. Yeah, I just make people sign in so that I know who's in the room. You know what I mean? Oh, interesting. I do mm-hmm. registration. Oh, nice. That's how, okay. that's how I weeded out the... Because in the first months of the... The first weeks of those Zoom shows, yeah. there was a lot of troll trolling. Yeah, Nazi, Nazis, you know... Horrible, creepy... Zoom bombers jerking off. Yeah, yeah. So, it was essentially, the world creates 14-year-old uh, terrible boys every year. Every yeah. year. There's a new batch. Yeah. But so. here's the good news. They get bored pretty quick. Uh, <laughs> they move on. And they weed they move off. on. <laughs> Yeah, so comedycrossing.eventbrite.com will always have the latest dates and announcements. Oh, great. For upcoming shows. That's the only site you need, comedycrossing.eventbrite.com, or just follow me at Jenny Yang TV. Yeah, there you go. Uh, This has been amazing. This has been delightful. It's just been kind of a visiting about food. It's been so nice. Yes, it has. (laughs) Thanks for doing the show, Jenny. I, thank you for having me. This was my first time. It's so luxurious to just be able to chat with you. It was very luxurious. And Rangers, you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my God! Thank we you. why don't we just call that as the end of the show?